Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. The Riley and Kimmy Show. It's the Riley and Kimmy Show. They have a really good show. They're in the know. It's the Riley and Kimmy Show. And thank you, George Lowe, who will be appearing one week from now. We'll have details. The voice of Space Ghost in Central Florida. Next to me right now is... Kimmy! I got one name. Hi there, I am your host, Patrick Riley. I am the villain of the story. I am that. I am the villain, and the hero is right next to me. That is Kimmy. Hello, Kimmy. Hi there. Oh, hi there. Hello there. Hello there. Hello. Uh, and how are you? I'm doing well. Well, that that's good, Kimmy. Yeah. I'm glad you are doing well. This episode of the Riley and Kimmy Show, number 1,126. The numbers increase every single day because we do a daily variety talk show about pop culture. Not just about comic books. No, not just about comics. We do focus on comics. We do interviews with some of the best in the industry. You can catch some of those interviews, like with Neil Adams, on our website at RileyandKimmy.com. Legendary artist John Beatty, Billy Tushy, just to name a few, and recent interviews with Rob Gilry, who will be appearing in Central Florida. We'll have information about that in just a moment or two. Chad Thomas as well from the uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and many others are on our website. You can hear that all the time with the Riley and Kimmy Show. Pop culture celebrities like Butch Patrick, who will be appearing in Orlando, in just a matter of days is another example from Munster's fame and many others. And, you know, and recently, in just uh, the past few months, we had a movie star, an icon from Hollywood. Jeremy Bullock. Oh, we had Jeremy Bullock. That's true. From uh, Star Fett. Wars. That's not who I was thinking of. Miss Wood we had on. Oh, yes. Lana Wood, that's an example. Natalie's sister. That's correct. And many others. You can find all those right on our website at RileyandKimmy.com. And by the way, you can help out the Riley and Kimmy show, something that is going on into February. I don't know the exact date as we sit down here for this episode. It's very early in the morning, and I forgot to look up the end time. I know it's in February when the closing happens, but there is a voting process going on. For the Spacey Awards. Well, the Spacey Awards is part of Space Coast Comic Con. And they are looking for the best podcast. And we are up. We've been nominated for that. And Kimmy mentioned to me that she'd really like to win this this award. I'd like to win, win something. I never win anything. See, that that's the truth here. Kimmy was one of those kids... They used to buy the Cracker Jack box and not get a prize in the Cracker Jack box. That's right. She would be in an amateur contest at school and never win. Auditioned for Pom Pom Squad and did not win. True. Never won. Mm -mm. Not a thing. Besides me. Well, you won my heart. I won something in seventh grade. What did you win in seventh grade? 
So I haven't won anything since seventh grade. Seventh grade? Was it a science project? Is that it? You're close. Math project. You know how they used to have spell downs? Like yes. spelling bees? I won the school science down for my whole grade. Okay. See, you're smart. I had a trophy. Very smart. She has not won Mm-mm. since. Nope. Not at all. And Kimmy would like to win. So for Kimmy, please do this. Not not because of me. Do it because of Kimmy. Do it for Kimmy. That's right. And you can vote by <laughs> going right to our website. We have uh, a link available for the Spacey Awards or our Facebook page. That's probably the best way to do that. Link's also off of our uh, website, O'ReillyandKimmy.com. And you can vote. Please do. And here's what I'm asking. Once you vote, share with at least two friends who will vote, and encourage them to share with two friends who will vote. That'd be awesome. Yeah, just two at least. At least two. You know, Uh if you can manage more than two, that'd be really nice. But at least two. Uh You can really help out. Right, Kimmy? That's right. And a big thank you. I can't list those who have already voted, all of them, because foolishly I did not prepare that before sitting down here with the Riley and Kimmy show, and... We actually try to, we, we are a paperless show. That's no joke, isn't it? I mean, That's we, right. we, I do not bring in a script or anything like that. No, correct? you don't. So that isn't around me at all. So just from the top of my head here, and if I forget you, please forgive me for that. We'll try to make. I'll uh, try to help you here. Yeah, okay. We'd like to do a big shout out and a thank you to John Diadonna of Phantasmagoria for voting for us. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mike Kales. Mike Kales, great listener, good friend from Palm Coast, Florida, voting. Mm-hmm. Also, Rachel Reese of Phantasmagoria voting yes. as well. Yes. Tug. Tug, the Bull Terrier puppy, and his father, mm-hmm. Blake Ovard. And Kim. Kim. And Kim Joy, his mother as well. Yes. Voting. Tug gave some uh, some beautiful words uh, of encouragement for people to vote. Yes. Uh, we woof them. Oh, we do. We, we woof Tug who, by the way, will be in Central Florida just a, a week away. We'll have more information about that in just a, a moment or two. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Who else are we forgetting? Eric and Patty Waller. That's right. Eric Waller and, the and Patty Collectibles. Yes, and soon their new endeavor, which we'll have coming yes. up in the near future on the Riley and Kimmy show. Mm-hmm. It involves underwear. That's all I have to say. Mm-hmm. And who else am I forgetting? Oh, David Corferone, the owner of Smash Comics and Games in Sanford, Florida. Yes, yes. Big thank, thank you, David. Big thank you, David, for doing mm-hmm. that. Uh, am I forgetting anybody else, Kimmy? Oh, of course we are. See, Kimmy didn't bring the list either. No. But thank you. Please, please do this. Help out, Kimmy. Make Kimmy a winner. And you can do that by voting through our Facebook page, which you can find links right on our website at RileyandKimmy.com. We also have a link right on our, our uh, main page of RileyandKimmy.com. And spread the word. Right, Kimmy? That's right. And one of the things I want to say to all of those who have voted and and said some very kind words, thank you for being our friend. Thank you for being a friend. Travel down a road and back again. Your heart is true. You're a pal and a confidant. Often imitated but never duplicated, we are the Riley and Kimmy Show. One week from now, Kimmy, we will be getting ready to uh, set up at Comic Central in Sanford, Florida. It's for the Orlando Toy and Comic-Con pre-party. A pre-party happening 
in Sanford, Florida, and some celebrity guests will be there. One of them is Tug, the Bull Terrier puppy with his parents. Kim Joy and Blake Ovard will be guests at this big event. The Riley and Kimmy Show. The Riley and Kimmy Show. Toys, movies, comics, and don't forget Tug. The Riley and Kimmy Show. We can't forget Tug. We woof Tug. Right, Kimmy? That's right. And Tug the Super... He's possum. Yes, he is possum. The superhero dog will be at... Comic Central, starting at 1130, that's next Saturday, that's Saturday, January 28th, until 3 o'clock. Stop by, meet Tug, meet his parents, check out his comic book, Tug, a hero among us. Truly, this is no joke, I'm not kidding, Tug really is a hero, and he's an inspiration for everyone. When you think it's down and it's time to give up or give up on somebody, Tug is well he he shows you that you know don't give up that's right and just a single day can make a difference mm-hmm. tug's also working with anti-bullying works with animal rescue and dementia awareness and you can talk to uh, kim joy about that as well she's a spokesperson for dementia awareness right kimmy that's right and they have all kinds of uh, things about rescues they have the the tug comic book and you can find out. By the way, Neil Adams did one of the covers of the comic books. I know. Isn't that cool? Mm-hmm. I mean, it really is. So please, if you know somebody who loves dogs, and man, you, you don't even have to like comic books, but you like dogs, swing on by Comic Central. Stop on by and meet Tug. We will be there with Tug as, as uh, that day unfolds. And also there will be the voice of Space Ghost. That's right. Yes. Mr. George Lowe. Mr. George Lowe will be there. I'm giving him second billing on this one, on this episode of the Riley and Kimmy Show. George Lowe will be there, the voice of Space Ghost. He will be signing, and according to sources, he will have some uh, some uh, Space Ghost pop vinyls. He will Ooh. be signing as well. Bring those out. Uh, talk to him. You know, I wish somebody would show up with some sketch covers of uh, the Space Ghost catch, sketch covers, because few people know this, unfortunately, but George, I mean, his big thing is he's an artist. He really is an artist. Mm-hmm. And I would love to see him sketch Space Ghost on one of those covers. Mm. I think that'd be really cool. Yeah. Now, besides George Lowe, the voice of Space Ghost who will be there, Chad Thomas, the very gifted artist, cartoonist, uh, is there as well. Chad mm-hmm. is there. He's known for his work with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. One of the things he loves to draw, I've asked him because, well, you know, of course he's going to love drawing the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. The thing he really <laughs> he likes to draw on the side that he doodles or, you know, artists do warm-up sketches. I've not met an artist yet, an established, when I say established, who's in the published, you know, in the, the big guys, um, that does not do warm-up sketches. Mm. And he likes to warm up with Spider-Man. Oh. It's really cool, too, checking out his sketches. So okay. he will be there sketching, too, by the way. Mm-hmm. That is Chad Thomas, and you can talk to him. And I mean, if you, if you have some little ones or younger ones, I think they're going to really love his art if you're not familiar with Chad Thomas. Right. One of the uh, friendliest individuals you could ever meet. And he will look at portfolios if you mm-hmm. happen to have a portfolio or something. So okay. check that out. And there, there might be a surprise guest, too, coming by. And let's see, Mike Priest of the Orlando Toy and Comic Con's there with a big prize wheel. He's going to be spinning, and you can win things, mm-hmm. including tickets, I think, to the uh, convention, the Orlando yeah, Toy and Comic Con. Yeah, yep. And this whole event is free. You get free. that? Free. Free. Free parking and a free No chance. admission. Yeah. Just come on in. And bring your friends. I mean, maybe you you know people that would never go to a convention. 
I mean, they have no desire. They, they, mm-hmm. they would never go to a convention. You couldn't get them there no matter what. But this is a fun nerd event. You can meet just a, a different variety of people. Just a, an That's idea right. of what actually will be at the Orlando Toy and Comic Con. And it doesn't cost you a dime to come in. Mm-hmm. You can walk up and say hi to Space Ghost. That's right. You can, you can walk up, get a, get a kiss from Tug or a hug. Mm-hmm. Or you can hug Tug. That's One right. One or two. That's right. So pretty yeah, awesome, possum. That's right. And it's it's a it's a pre party for the Orlando Toy and Comic Con. By the way, the Orlando Toy and Comic Con is going on the next day, and it's just chock full with comic guests. Some big names who will be there. Billy Tushy, one of them. Uh, Ethan Van Skyver is another one. The list goes on and on. You can find out more at Orlando Toy and Comic Con dot com. That's the place for you to find out more about this big event, that nerd event that's happening. And check out Comic Central's Facebook page. You can find out more about the uh, the event that's happening Saturday, January 28th. Be sure to tell your nerd friends about this. If you know somebody who's vacationing in Central Florida, this is really close to the theme parks. Kimmy? That is uh, correct. Both events, the one on Saturday and Sunday. Especially one on Sunday, it's out by Universal Studios. Right across it, the street. Yeah, it's at the Holiday Inn. On Kirkman. Very mm-hmm. easy to find. So please tell your friends about it. That's the Orlando Toy and Comic Con pre-party at Comic Central in Sanford, Florida. And the big event itself, the Orlando Toy and Comic Con, happening Sunday at the Holiday Inn right across from Universal. Find out more at OrlandoToyAndComicCon.com. It's a Saturday, Kimmy, January 21st, one week away from the big celebration, the big uh, pre-party at Comic Central. Would you like to play during and pop culture geek trivia? Yes, been waiting all day. You all day? All wow. night. Oh, well, it is very early, by the way. I will stress as before the hour of sunrise <laughs> when we are recording this, and it's way after midnight. Well, I've been waiting since the last time. Okay. When, let's uh, just say that to uh, embarrass uh, myself. I mean, to, uh, well, yeah. Well, Kimmy, what we have on the line here, <laughs> considering the hour we're recording this, it's like, you know, it's breakfast hour. If you get more of these right than wrong, you will win yourself that, that omelet of your choice, whatever you would like with it. All right. <laughs> It is a Saturday, January 21st. The almanac might be jumbled up. It may not be in chronological order. may not be linear. That way we, we give Kimmy a little bit of a challenge because she's smart. Remember, she uh, she won that science award way, way, way back, way back. Way back, way back when. That's right. She she would like to win something now. You know, yeah. hint, you know, not Another, just this. A trophy to go next to my seventh grade trophy. Oh, that's so cute. Right now, if she does well, we'll get her her breakfast of her choice. Yes, I do make breakfasts. If she loses, she gets a can of Spam. So here we go, generic Spam, too. Mm-hmm. Feel free to shout out the answers to Kimmy. We believe in time travel answers. They go through a vortex, so yell at your smartphone, tablet, desktop, laptop, or whatever you're using as a computing device, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, here we go. You know, if they're in the future, they might have something we don't even know. You know, maybe they got a computer in their hand. Mm. Uh, who knows, right? Sure. I've seen cell phones in the hand in some, you know, future type things they predict. Wow. Yeah, you remember that one show with the guy that played uh, on Star Trek as Bones McCoy in the movie? He did that TV show. Mm-hmm. I can't even remember the name of it anymore. Almost Human, Inhuman. Carl Urban. Yeah, Carl Urban did. What was it? Not Human. I am Human. I can't remember the name of the thing. Almost human. Something like that. Anyway, they uh-huh. had they had the phone built in the wrist. Oh, okay. On that show. That's that's where I'm going down the path on that one. It's Saturday, January twenty first. 
First question, Kimmy, it's a history question. You love history. Mm. Uh, I'm not talking just, you know, pop culture history. I mean history, history. Let's see if you paid attention in your history classes. Back up at uh, Igloo U, or mm -hmm. Igloo High, actually, you went to. Mm -hmm. I'll give you the year. 1793, during this revolution, King Louis VI was executed by the guillotine. Can you tell me what country that happened in? England. Wrong. Revolution. France. She was just like, blah. she didn't France. hear, it was like, blah, France. blah, blah, revolution, blah, blah, blah. It didn't go in there, and she just heard king and went, uh, <laughs> would you like to adjust? What is your answer, Kimmy? France. It is France, Kimmy. 1793 that that happened. It was 1846. The first issue of Daily News was edited by Charles Dickens. Yes, that Charles Dickens. That was 1846. It was 1853, Dr. Russell L. Hawes patented the envelope folding machine. I have no idea. Envelope folding machine? Yes. You know, when you look at an envelope, right? Mm-hmm. It's got those folds on yeah. it. Yeah. So I guess they made a machine it, you know. Wow. Yeah. 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 Never hear about that one. No. I wonder why. You can do magic. Magic happened on this date, Kimmy. 1903. This magician illusionist escapes from a police station in Amsterdam. Who is he? Houdini? That is correct. Harry Houdini did that. 1903. 1911, the first Monte Carlo car rally was held. Have you ever been in a car rally, Kimmy? Mm. You know, that's where you get the directions, say turn left, turn no. right, and you'll go four miles, take a, you know. Okay, no. Have you ever known anybody that's done that? No. I don't think I would want to do that with you. Can you imagine that? Probably not. Let's see. I would let you do the directions. I do the driving part. We'd never get there. That's not true. You're See, slow. No, the navigator is the one that really matters with this because the navigator is the one who's following the directions precisely. And they, they have like little cues that you look for in the road and things. I can just see you yelling at me. I would never do that. Yeah. I would not I'm do that. frustrated no, trying to read no, that and no, going slow. Would, it would not happen. I don't I, know. I, I don't, I, I think I'd I don't the, want to do it. I'd be the, I'll be the driver. You'd be the navigator. Nah. I, I, I like that idea. Let's not say we did. No. I wonder if one of our friends will do this. Maybe we get four or five people to do this. This could be kind of fun. Yeah. Now I'm thinking. Thinking crazy. <laughs> That's what I am. It was on this date, Kimmy, in 1915. The first Kiwanis Club was formed in Detroit, Michigan. And let's see, 1927, the first opera was broadcast over a national radio network. Yes, they did that to the nation. Mm. They, they, they put an opera out on national radio. It was presented in Chicago, Illinois, and the opera was Faust. It was on this date, Kimmy. The first inaugural parade was televised. Tell me, the president's inauguration that they covered, the parade, which one? The very first televised. Oh, it Eisenhower? It. Well, Kimmy, you are wrong. I will give you the year, 1949. Truman? That is correct. Harry Truman was the first televised. It was on this date, 1954. The Nautilus was launched in Connecticut. It was the first atomic-powered submarine. United States First Lady at the time broke the traditional bottle of champagne across the bow. Tell me who was the First Lady. Give me her last name. What year? 
Thank you for paying attention to the Riley and Kimmy show like you usually do. It, quit thinking about that breakfast. It was 1954. We're looking for the first lady's last name. Eisenhower? That's correct. Mamie Eisenhower okay. did that. It was on his date, 1954. The gas turbine automobile was introduced in New York City. It was on this date, 1957. This song was recorded. Kimmy, we are looking for the name of the... Singer, tell me who this guitarist is, known for his guitar play. Here is your audio clue. Up in the morning and out to school. The teacher is teaching the golden rule. American history and practical man. You study him hard and hoping to pass. Working your fingers right down to the bone. The guy behind you won't leave you alone. Who is that, Kimmy? Chuck Berry. Now, what science fiction movie from the 1980s deals with a little time travel with uh, somebody who influences Chuck Berry? Back to the Future. Uh, that's right. It was on this date, 1957. Filming begins on Elvis Presley's second movie called Loving You. Have you ever seen that? I don't think so. All right. Moving over to the Almanac and the Science section. Was on this date, 1960, Little Joe 1B. That's a Mercury spacecraft. Lifts off from Virginia with Miss Sam on board. Miss Sam, a female Reese's monkey, is, you know, in the capsule. Now, Miss mm. Sam survives the 8-minute, 35-second flight in good condition. The spacecraft was recovered by a marine helicopter and returned to the launch site. That was within about 45 minutes. Now, Miss Sam was one of many monkeys and primates used in space travel research. The name SAM was an acronym. SAM was named in homage to the School of Aerospace Medicine at Brooks Air Force Base in San Antonio, Texas. Yes, SAM was quite lucky. Monkeys prior to that and primates weren't so lucky with those launches. And they were doing some of those launches as early as the late 1940s. Mm. Not on that type of rocket, but in the early 1940s. And a lot, and I'm not trying to be, I mean, just to give you an idea, the a lot of times it was when they were coming back on Earth, they'd didn't make it coming mm. back. Yeah, they, they did a lot. And Quantum Leap does deal with that to a degree. There is some uh, science space research going on in one of the episodes. Sam, Sam Beckett, played by, you know who? Mm-hmm. Who? I know who. Who? Can't think of his name. Bacula? Oh, Scott Bacula. Yes. Sam goes back in time, and he is a chimp in the episode. <laughs> he, he realizes he is a chimp. And he's in the research facility, and uh, his number's up, wow. if you know what I mean. And it is interesting. Uh, the they, they actually shoot it from a perspective of the chimp, and then him, you deal with him talking wow. to his contact from the future. Oh, yeah, it's strange. It, ah. it, I It's one of the strangest episodes, but it's really cool that they pulled that off. Hmm. I'd like to see that one. Quantum Leap, you can catch. I think Buzz, not Buzzer. Um, trying to think what TV. One of the one of the retro TVs. Me TV, Cozy no. TV. It might be Cozy. Cozy, I believe, runs it. Um, late in the evening. Okay. They run Quantum Leap. We'll try to catch that one for you, Kim. All right. And I'm sure Quantum Leap's available out on DVD. Mm-hmm. 1962, Jackie Wilson appears on television on this variety show. Please identify the show. Here is a song that was based on the show. Just tell me the name of the show that this song is based that Jackie Wilson was on. Eight o'clock, Sunday night. 
There's a man comes around and he makes things right. Everybody's feeling gay when they hear this fella say. There's a really big shoe tonight. A really big show tonight. We got 16 tons of atomic ore. We got next year's Army, Navy score, and the first four battles of the Civil War. It's a really big show tonight. It's a really big show tonight. Shoe, not show. It's a really big show tonight. Now you've got it. We've got a spaceship blasting off for you and an in-person visit from the entire Bronx Zoo. And the guy who invented Asiatic flu. That's a really, really big one tonight. Don't you love to hear him say? Here's Ben Hogan. Ben, hit one into the audience. He can take your blues away. That familiar phrase has become a craze. A really big show tonight. Yes, sirree, we've got a beauty for you tonight. We got Noah's Ark from the far-off past. We're gonna reproduce an atomic blast. We got World War II with the original cast. Got a really, really, really big one tonight. Don't you love to hear him say? There's some mama warriors out there. Hello, fellas. He can take your blues away. That familiar phrase has become a phrase. It's a really big show tonight. Yes, sir, we've really got a spectacle for you this time. We'll take a TV trip to the moon and stars. First to hop to Venus, then to jump to Mars. And next week, Jupiter will be ours. On this show, we really get around, don't we? It's a really big show. Shoe, not show. And we're all gonna go. Goo, not go. Well, shoe or show or goo or go. We really, really, really got a big one. That is the Kirby Four with their song, and yes, that's the the true person, the host of the show, that's doing uh, his little mm-hmm. voice drop-ins there. Now, it was on this date, 1962, Jackie Wilson appeared on that show. Can you tell me the name of the variety show? That would be the Ed Sullivan Show. Yes, the Ed Sullivan Show. Please don't put that on your MP3 player. I have that, as a matter of fact, on the MP3 player. Because, see, one of the things is, I love jingles, radio jingles of the late 1950s and the early 1960s. And that is in that kind of style, that sound there. Kind of sounds like the old Pam's jingles for my radio geek friends that uh, listen. Mm. And I, I really kind of dig that, that that sound. Okay. So, Kimmy was actually dancing to that. So, don't sit there. You were... You were in shock when you first heard it. (laughs) That was priceless, which just was a video edition of the Riley and Kimmy show. It was 1966. George Harrison and Patricia Ann Boyd were married. Now, Patricia eventually leaves Harrison for what rock musician, Kimmy? I have no idea. Eric Clapton. Mm. It was on this date, 1968. The soundtrack to The Graduate was released. Have you ever seen that movie? Yes, I have. Tell me the lead star, the male. The, Dustin the, Hoffman. Ooh, and who was he up against? Who was <laughs> Anne Bancroft? Wow, that that's pretty cool there, Kibby. I'm, I'm surprised you actually knew that. I, when did you see that movie? Why did you see that movie? You obviously didn't see it in a theater because, you know, unless somebody re-re-re-released um, it. Was it a date video? Actually, no. Because I can't imagine that being a date movie. Actually, I know exactly when I saw it. Why did you see this? Uh, How? Where? Who, it what, was... Where, when? Um, I was at college, undergrad, summer okay. school. They had free movies on the quad. That one? At night. And that was one of them that they showed. <laughs> so, so let me get this my right. My friends and I went to see it. So probably, yeah, that was, you, you I probably, saw it. Okay, so you probably saw this on the quad with some people that might have been, well, celebrating before seeing the movie. Well, 
So did, were they laughing at this movie? Because it was quite dated by that time period. Did it, did it get, was it, or was it like everybody was like into it or did they start laughing at it? I'm curious. I, I don't remember any particular uh, reactions to it. All right. It was 1970. Kimmy, the Boeing 747 made its first commercial flight from New York to London for Pan American. It was on this date, 1970. ABC TV presented the Johnny Cash Show in prime time. It was on this date, Kimmy. This United States president pardoned almost all Vietnam War draft evaders. The year is 1977. Who is the president? Um, that would be Jimmy Carter. That would be correct. It was 1982. B.B. King donated his entire record collection. He did this to the University of Mississippi Center for the Study of Southern Culture. Now, the collection included about 20,000 rare blues records. Mm. Can you imagine that? That's a couple more than mine. Just a few more. And I bet he had some that weren't vinyl. I mean, they're weight, you know. Uh-huh. Yeah. Those big heavy ones, too. Oh, yeah. Uh, I hope there weren't 20,000 of those heavy ones. I mean, those things are monstrous. Uh-huh. Those old 78s. It was on this date in 1984. Jackie Wilson died after being in a coma for eight years. It was on this date. Bon Jovi's debut album was released in the United States. What year, Kimmy? We need it exact to be right. I, I tell you what. I, I feel generous because I do want you to get that omelet. One year plus or minus. Bon Jovi's debut album was released. What year? 1984. Exactly right. Really? Somebody shouted that out to you, right? Yep. Wow. You got it exactly right. Cool. Amazing. Moving over. Well, we're going to stay in music here. It was on this date, 1987. She was inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. She was the first woman to be inducted. Who would that be? The first inducted. I have an audio clue as a backup if you can't do it. Aretha Franklin? Here is the audio clue. Was Kimmy right? How? I, how did you get that? I, 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 I thought the audio clue was what you would need. I, that's amazing. It, truly, Kimmy does know her music. I mean, you, you're very good. There. Well, it's the second name that came into my head. What was the first that you? Tina just, Turner. Interesting. Okay. Uh, good choice. Uh, you, you did well there, Kimmy. So on this date, MTV's Unplugged made its debut with Squeeze as the first performance. Of the year is 1990. Did you ever watch Unplugged? No. Okay, moving over to something else happening on this date. Now, pay attention here. This was this was on the news a lot. I mean, a lot. It dominated radio news, newspaper news, uh, magazines, and television coverage, including the 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 birth or right at the time period it was really starting to grow tabloid TV. Okay, mm-hmm. the year 1994. Something happens, Kimmy. 1994. A jury in Virginia acquits this woman by reason of temporary insanity of maliciously wounding her husband. She cut his penis off. The question is, tell me the last name of that woman. You probably can't tell me the first name. Can you tell me her name? No. You cannot tell me Lorena Bobbitt's name. Remember, she mm. John Bobbitt was the, the victim and oh, Lorena. Yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, yeah. It's familiar now. Yeah. yeah, it was 1994. It was on this date, 2002, in London, a 17th century book by Captain John Smith, founder of the English settlement at Jamestown, was sold at an auction for $48,800. The General History of Virginia, New England, and the Summer Isles was published in 1632. I think it's kind of amazing that that book only went for 48000 just under $49,000. Hmm. I would have, I, yeah. maybe now it would fetch more. I have no idea. It just seemed, re, you know, relatively low to me at that time period. Mm, yeah, that oh, does. Okay, moving to another section of the almanac. Yes, moving over to those notable celebrity weddings on this date in history. It was 1975. Actress Zsa, Zsa Gabor, at the age of 57, weds toy inventor Jack Ryan, 48. They divorced in 1976. Okay. I, I have no idea. I didn't. Even, I, I have no idea what number that was. Mm. Yeah, I, I have none. Moving over to notable birthdays for today. This person, born on this date in 1924, Kimmy, known for playing the lead in a television series back in the 70s. I have the audio clue here of the TV theme. See if you can identify what it is, and then you can tell me who he is. Now, this TV show is kind of interesting. It's rare this happens. It had two themes. For four seasons, they had what I call the prime theme. Then season five, they decided to retool the opening. They changed it to a different theme. We have both themes in case you need it. Okay. Here is theme number one. is do you need the second theme mm-hmm. all right i mean here, that one sounds familiar but all right the second theme this was season five for this tv show Theme number two, definitely influenced by disco, to be quite honest. Um, I like theme number one a lot better. The show Mm -hmm. ran from 1973 to 1978, Kimmy. It was a crime drama. You would not pick that up from the second theme, that it was a crime drama. Mm -mm. First one, you might. Tell me the name of that show that this birthday person was the star of. It's Cannon? 
No, not Canna. Um, I'll give you one more clue. Mannix? No. No, 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 no. 73 to 1978. Barnaby Jones? No. You're just running through a list here. I'll give you the clue that should do it. Okay. Are you ready? Uh-huh. He would occasionally, instead of smoking a cigarette... Suck on a lollipop. Oh, Kojak. That's right. Kojak, played by whom? Tully Savalas. That's right. Birthday today. And what uh, network aired Kojak originally? CBS? That's correct. 1973 to 1978. He was an Academy Award uh, nominated for Best Supporting Actor for his performance in Birdman of Alcatraz. You can catch him on a Twilight Zone episode and uh, combat and all kinds of TV shows. Uh, he, he would play villain, he played good guy, all kinds of things. And would sing, too. By the way, he had a hit record back in 1975 released in England. It was a hit there called If. Hmm. See? Mm-hmm. And very talented. Check him out. You can find him on Retro Channels. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Did you watch Kojak? Not really. Okay. Moving over to the birthday list comedy section. Born on this date, 1925, died at the age of 68. He was one of John Lennon's favorite comedians, Kimmy. An English comedian and actor best remembered for his long-running, internationally popular television program. Among the most watched programs in the United Kingdom, his audience peaked at over 21 million in 1971, here is your audio clue. Tell me who this is with a theme from their TV series. Yes, I play that theme every morning Kimmy wakes up. That's that's the wake-up music to get her motivated. Yes. Okay, Kimmy, what is the name of this mystery? I wonder book? I'm in such a bad mood in the morning. Oh, come on. <laughs> who can be in a bad mood listening to that music? Tell me who that comedian Benny was. Hill. That's right. Did you watch Benny Hill in your house? No. Anybody in your house watch Benny Hill? No. No Benny Hill? No. Then how did you know that was Benny Hill? Because he's annoying and I just hey, remember Hey, hey, he's not. I, how <gasps> dare you attack him? Hey. By the way, he's buried in Hollybrook Cemetery near his birthplace in Southampton. That happened on the 26th of April of 1992. In October of 1992, following rumors that he was buried with large amounts of gold jewelry, an attempt was made by thieves to exhume the body. Authorities looked into his open grave the following morning. The vandals had dug down, exposing his coffin. That's as far as they went. Within two hours of the discovery, cemetery staff refilled the grave and covered it with a half-ton concrete slab. Mm. Benny Hill. Moving over to this person having a birthday on this date in history. Born 1939. Kimmy passed away in 1995 at the age of 57. He appeared... This should be so easy for you. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. He appeared in George Lucas's second feature film, American Graffiti, as himself and the sequel in 1979 more american graffiti although only with his voice tell me who it is wolfman jack are you the wolfman <sighs> no man i'm not the wolfman who is this on the wolfman telephone diane. how you doing diane oh 
That's the wolf man. He's on tape. <laughs> the man is on tape. Well, uh, where where is he now? I mean, uh, where does he work? The wolf man is everywhere. Well, I gotta give him this note. Yes. The Wolfman appearing in that movie, he got a percentage of the royalties, Kimmy. That was the agreement. Didn't get an actual salary with it, so he was set for life with mm. that film. Now, he was a regular announcer and occasional host of a certain program that ran on NBC from 1973 to 1981, a certain music show. Tell me the name of that music show. The Midnight Special. Did you watch The Midnight Special? Well, yes. Okay. And at his peak, radio-wise, Wolfman Jack was heard on more than two thousand radio stations in 53 countries wow i had the pleasure and the opportunity to meet him when i was working mornings many many years ago back in the 80s late 80s i met mr wolfman jack <laughs> really nice guy really cool and he he said this even to me but he also has quoted another uh, uh sources where he's asked about his voice and he basically stated a lot of whiskey got that voice the way it is mm. and he goes it kept Mr. Wolfman and Mrs. Wolfman <laughs> housed and fed for many years, but he would not encourage you to do that for your voice. Mm. Yeah, the Wolfman. I can actually imitate him. I will not do that because it. I will do it. I can. I've done it. I used to do it for commercials and stuff. That's actually one I met him. I was doing an imitation of him oh. uh, for a client. And a client brought him in to uh-huh. the thing, and he was cool with that. You know, he was all right with that. So the real Wolfman. That's how I met him, and. It, it would fry out my voice. Oh, yeah. It, it, I don't know how he did that, you know, over years and years and years and years. Okay, Kimmy, this person having a birthday, athlete, nicknamed the Golden Bear, is a retired American professional golfer. He is widely regarded as the greatest golfer of all time, winning a total of 18 career major championships while producing 19 second place and nine third place finishes in them over a span of 25 years. Who is the birthday person? Arnold Palmer? No. No. Jack Nicholas? That's correct. How old is he within five years today? Oh, 89. He is 77 today. Oops. This person having a birthday today, I did not, I, I just wouldn't do this to us. I did not have, I don't have an audio sample. Country music singer, songwriter, and actor had hits like Baby Don't Get Hooked on Me, One Hell of a Woman. That was number 11 on the charts. Stop and Smell the Roses, number 9. Do you know who this is by chance? No. Okay. He had his own uh, variety TV comedy kind of show, 1974 to 1976 on NBC, called The Mac Davis Show, Kimmy. Mm. Yes, and he was in the movie North Dallas 40 in 1979, opposite Nick Nolte, and was listed as one of the 12 most promising new actors of 1979. Okay. Tell me how old he is within five years. 74. Almost exactly right. 75. That is Mac Davis having right. a birthday today. Did you watch or anybody in your household watch Mac Davis or listen to his music? No. I, I have a feeling Uncle Doug played his music on that station your parents listen to. Probably. That, that AM radio station. Mm-hmm. This person having a birthday today, Kimmy. He won the Grammy Award for Best Male R&B Vocal Performance for his worldwide hit here. Here is your audio clue. Identify who this birthday person is. Here's your audio clue and tell me who he is and how old he is.
Kimmy, tell me the name of the song that was a huge hit, and tell me who the artist is. Who's having a birthday? Caribbean Queen. Caribbean Queen. Caribbean Caribbean Queen. Billy yeah. Ocean. Yes, Billy Ocean having a birthday. How old is he within five years? 67. Exactly right. Ooh. Yeah, this is getting frightening, Kimmy. Kimmy's on a roll here. Next person, actor, American actor, director, singer, and teacher. Uh, you know him from some stuff probably back in the 80s, be my guess. His name is Robbie Benson, or you saw him on Tiger Magazine and all that kind of stuff. Tiger Beat. Yeah, yeah. He uh, was the voice of the Beast from Disney's animated film Beauty and the Beast. Tell me how old Robbie is today within five years. Oh, 61. What is going on here? You're exactly right. Are you serious? <laughs> Another one. Kimmy, you are... You're, All right. I, I, oh, this Let game. me write down some numbers for the lottery. Yes, here. please do. Okay. All right, tell me when you're ready. Uh, we don't want to interrupt you there. You're, no, uh, you're on let's a roll. go. Uh, okay. This, on a roll. Uh, this birthday person, an American actress, film producer, writer, former fashion model. She is known for her roles in The Fly, 1986, Beetlejuice, 1988, Thelma and Louise, 1991, A League of Their Own, 1992, The Long Kiss Goodnight, 1996, Stuart Little, 99, The Accidental Tourist, for which she won the 1988 Academy Award for Best Supporting Actress. Who is the birthday person? Gina Davis. Now, we will give you an interesting thing here. She has two birthdays. It's one or the other. They are a year apart. Sources say it's either this or that. I will give you a two-year buffer. So how old is she? 63. You get it with a two-year buffer. She is 60, or as a lot of sources say, she's 61. It's uncertain which is which. So Kimmy gets that one. It's a plus for her. Emma Lee Bunton having a birthday today. She's best known as a member of the Spice Girls. Tell me which Spice Girl Emma is. Baby Spice? That's exactly right. She was the youngest member of the group. How old is Baby Spice today within two years? Oh, no, within, yeah, two years. Uh, 50. Wow. You're mean to Baby Spice. Oh. I said she was the youngest. She's 41. 40. Oh. She's 41. And you, you didn't like Baby Spice. No, I know. Yeah, I do. I know you like Spice Girls. Moving over to another section of the Almanac. I see dead people. Passing away on this date in 1950, at the age of 46, Kimmy, this author wrote Animal Farm in 1984. Who is he? George Orwell. Did you ever read either Animal Farm or 1984? Yes. You did? Mm-hmm. Animal Farm. Excellent. For sure. I'm I probably, I think I did. Actually, I think I wrote, read both. Well, I have them in the library if you if you would like to uh, read those. Okay. Moving over to another notable, having a death date on this date. Passed away in 1959, died at the age of 77, Kimmy. An American filmmaker, between 1913 and 1956, he made a total of 70 features, both silent and sound films. He is acknowledged as the founding father of cinema of the United States and the most commercially successful producer-director in film history. He was immortalized in Billy Wilder's Sunset Boulevard when Gloria Swanson's character Norman Desmond spoke the line, All right, blank, I'm ready for my close-up. He plays himself in the film. Who is he? Oh, gosh. And, um, yeah, okay. Hmm? I was going to say in 1954, he began his last film, the production for which is best remembered, he's best remembered for The Ten Commandments. Who is he? 
And you've listened to old-time radio shows in which he has hosted. He has narrated from the past. Mm-hmm. Who is he, Kimmy? He's a oh, big I one. Know. This I is, know. He, and is. he actually plays more. I'm... He actually plays more than that in the movie Sunset Boulevard. There's a scene where Norma shows up on the set, and they are they are filming, and he has a discussion with her, and he's very sweet to her. Who is it? I know who it is. It's one of the biggest names I of know film it. history. Kimmy. I know it. If I go back in time, I'd love this, to talk to him. I get this name block with directors lately, don't I? Yes, you do. Last night it was... it was. Um... Oh, that name. <laughs> so in episode 1125, you can find out what name we're talking about. Okay, we're focusing on 1126 right now, Kimmy. This episode. I know. This is a director. Really big. Oh, this is horrible. He's huge, Kimmy. I know. Who is it? I can't. Cecil B. DeMille. DeMille. Yes. Died on this date at the age of 77. Now, on November 7th, 1954, a few years before his death, while in Egypt, filling the Exodus sequence for the Ten Commandments, DeMille, who was 73 at the time, climbs a 107-foot ladder to the top of the set. When he does that, he suffers a serious heart attack. He ignores his doctor's orders. DeMille was back directing the film within a week. Mm. Although DeMille completed the film, his health was diminished by several more heart attacks, and that film would be his last. Mm. Cecil B. DeMille passed away on this date in 1959. 1967, Anne Sheridan died at the age of 51, American actress and singer. 1998 saw the passing of this American actor, director, producer, and painter, meaning artist, dies at the age of 77. He was known for starring as the lead in this American TV show from 1968 to 1980. Kimmy will only need a few seconds to identify the TV show and tell me the the lead from it who passed away on this date. That's all we're giving you, Kimmy. Tell me the name of the TV show. Hawaii Five-0. That's correct. And who was the star? Jack Lloyd. Not correct. Not Jack That's not correct, Kimmy. I wish this was television. Kimmy is changing all kinds of colors right now as we speak. That omelet might be going away, Kimmy. Jake Lloyd is is the 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 kid from Star Wars. Well, yes, that is correct. Who played the young Anakin? Jack Lord. What was the name again? Jack Lord. That's correct. Jack Lord passed away on this date, 1998. At the age of 77, moving over to another death on this date, Peggy Lee, 2002, passed away at the age of 81, American jazz and popular music singer, songwriter, composer, and actress, and a career spanning six decades. Kimmy, that wraps up the list. I think you did a remarkable job there. You buffered yourself in the wind column way ahead, so who yeah, I, I wish you'd remembered Cecil B. DeMille's name, but you're forgiven for that. And, I think it's hunger taking over and, and, me. And Jake Lloyd was not Steve McGarrett. <laughs> Just, I hope you walk away knowing that Jake Lloyd was not <laughs> Steve McGarrett on Hawaii okay. Five-0. All right. Oh boy. Okay, I think you did quite well. We have an omelet waiting for you. I need it. And, and we'll have that uh, as you listen to the Golden Age of Radio. We're going to honor something from the almanac that we held back from. Radio. And that's a Riley and Kimmy show. Now, a show debuted on this date in the golden age of radio. It would go over into a film 
the strange thing is I don't think this show could be made today. You'll understand why in just a few seconds for two reasons. One, the title, the subject matter, and also the character is not exactly standout anymore. The year was 1946 that The Fat Man debuted on ABC Radio Network on Monday, January 21st at 8.30 in the evening. Now, it became a popular detective drama on radio from 1946 till the early 1950s and would see a film based on the radio show. Now, the character, I don't think, would be considered that huge, meaning fat anymore. They tell you exactly in the opening how big he is. And I don't think that weight would be that shocking now as it was in 1946. So you'll be able to find out which one we're talking about, how much he weighed with the opening sequence here, because we have the very first episode, Kimmy. Mm. I mean the very first one, the one that debuted on this date in history. It's called The 19th Pearl, aired for the very first time. This is when the character was introduced to the nation, January 21st, 1946, Think about that, how long ago that was. Mm-hmm. 71 years ago, exactly, this aired. We go back in time with The Fat Man. Here's the 19th Pearl on The Riley and Kimmy Show. Wait, 237. Fortune, danger. Who is it? The Fat Man. The American Broadcasting Company brings you Dashiell Hammett's latest and most fascinating character, the Fat Man. Some hard-boiled, hard-hitting adventures of a criminologist who tips the scale at 247 pounds. Tonight's adventure, the 19th Pearl. And now, here is the fat man. One of the worst things about being fat is feeling thin. That extra load you carry around is something you never think about till you bump into a full-length mirror or drop a penny into a drugstore scale. Even then, you don't feel fat. The only time you really feel it is when you run into a beautiful woman. That's when the old collar kind of chokes you and your hands look big and your legs are hard to cross. That's when you're glad you've got a busy job like mine. Solving crime. This one began in Grand Central Station, right near the information center. My mother was going away for a weekend. I was there to put her on the train. You don't have to wait around till the gates open, son. I've gotten on trains before. It's all right, Ma. It's free night for me anyway. Want the free night? For heaven's sake, no. I do. I'll be right back. Bag peanuts, Jenny. All right. Better make it two. Here you are. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, sister. I didn't mean to bump into you. It's all right. I, uh, I wasn't looking where... Please, are you doing a favor? Hmm? It's terribly important. Here, hold this bag for me. Oh, look, he's coming. Oh. Uh, don't let him see me. You mustn't know I'm here. Why not? What have you done? Nothing. I... Stay in front of me, will you? Very quick. 
Put your arms around me as if you were kissing me goodbye. So, what kind of a game is this? Please, cover my face and kiss me. Okay, sister. How's that? Hold it. Hello. Hello. Now, don't stop. Just keep your arms around me. As long as you say, baby. You know, I've heard about things like this, but I never figured it would happen to a guy like me. All right. That's enough. Well, I wish I thought so. We ought to do this more often. I'll have to run now. He's gone. Maybe he'll be back. Oh, no. No. I mustn't miss the train. Thanks ever so much for helping me. Hey, wait a minute. Aren't you going to tell no, me? But I don't even know. Okay, sister. Two ships that pass in the night. Well, that was a fond farewell. Who was it, dear? I don't know. What? Never saw her before in my life. Is that why you were kissing her? <laughs> don't make a romance out of it, Ma. <laughs> she just borrowed me for a quick hug, and that's all I was to her. Well, I don't know that it's wise to kiss strange women in station, son. Have you still got your watch? I've got more than my watch, Ma. I've still got her bag. <laughs> <laughs> She's on this train, dear. I saw her duck into the car ahead. Well, leave the bag with me. I'll give it to her as soon as we pull out of the station. Are you kidding? Son, we're going to start in a moment. It's all right. I'll ride up to 125th Street. Just to give her back her bag? That's a good enough reason. Well, be sure you get off at 125th Street. Oh, we're moving. Okay, Mom. I'll take the bag up to her now. What's the matter? That thing's on the platform. I'm getting off. Careful, son. Watch yourself. Sure, sure. See you later. Bye. Good evening, beautiful. Oh, oh you frightened me. I didn't the last time. Want to play some more? I don't think so. Well, don't go away. I still got your bag. Oh, well, thank you. What's this all about, kid? Who'd you knock off? I beg your pardon. You must have done something, otherwise you wouldn't be running away. Why not? Can't I be running away from danger? There's a man following me. The guy on that train? How did you know he was on it? Simple arithmetic. You got on to give him the slip. He must have followed you. Otherwise, you wouldn't have got off. That's exactly what happened. What else happened? I don't know what you mean. Come on, kid. Tell me the truth or I won't help you. I don't know that I want you to help me. Okay, sister. I'll walk right out of the picture. Uh, no. No, wait. Change your mind? No. A man who's been following me changed it. Huh? He's standing right over there on the platform. You'll be safe here, Miss Evans. Yeah. Did you our office? Yeah. Step in. Thank you. Sit down. Make yourself at home. Every chair in this place is comfortable. Have you sampled them all? Every one. There's one thing I hate. It's sitting on hard wood. Uh, have an apple, Miss Evans? Uh, no, thanks. Mm. Awful drugs. No, thanks. Well, tell me now. How long has this guy been following you? About three days. And you don't know who he is? Or what he's after? No. What do you do for a living, Miss Evans? I, um, I'm an actress. On the stage? When I'm working. Maybe I'll see you. Not in New York. 
I uh, haven't done anything here yet. Mm, what's Danny? No. No daddy at all. Then what keeps you in those gorgeous clothes? I have a private income. My father left me some money. Those beautiful pearls, too? <laughs> oh, uh, these aren't real. Weren't they? Let me see them. Don't you believe me? No. Why not? Because you're not a very good liar. What? Even experienced ones take a deep breath after every lie they tell. But you've been pumping away like an iron lung. How dare you talk to me like that? Get out of here, Miss Evans. I won't take your case. You will get it, you insufferable man. Keep going. Keep going. What? Keep yelling at me. There's someone outside the door. You overbearing, conceited pig. If I were a man, I'd give you the beating of your life. That's enough. Well, what are you doing out here, mister? Nothing. I was just... Hey, come back here, you. You son of a gun, I'll make it much harder for you when I catch you. You gonna stop, you punk, or do I have to die for you? Oh, you big ape. I'm not as slow as I look. Well, you didn't have to tackle me. I'm sorry, old man. My old football training. Can you get up? I don't know. There you are. Now, maybe you'll tell me what you were doing outside my door. I was keeping an eye on Miss Evans. Hmm, that's an interesting pastime. Come on back to the office and tell us why. It's my job. I'm a private detective. Well, well. Who hired you? Mrs. Stanton. Mrs. Jeffrey Stanton. The banker's wife? Yes. She wants a record of every move Miss Evans makes. Why? That's my business. Well, maybe Miss Evans has an interest in it. Miss Evans! Miss Evans, where are you? What's the matter? He's gone. A gentleman to see you, Mrs. Stanton. Who is it, Carl? He refused to give me his card, madam. He simply said the fat man is calling. Fat man? What do you suppose he wants? Some information, Mrs. Stanton. Good heavens. What do you mean by coming in here unannounced? But I was announced. I'm the fat man. Well, I've never had the pleasure of meeting you, and I certainly don't intend to do so now. Sure not, Carl. I don't think Carl is man enough, Mrs. Stanton. You'd better let me stay. What do you want? Some information about Miss Evans. I couldn't get a thing out of that plan you had following her. What plan? What are you talking about? Shall I call the police, Mrs. Stanton? No. No, I can manage this call. Very well, madam. Now then, what are you saying, Mr... Uh, I don't believe you mentioned the name. I didn't. People remember me better as the fat man. Oh. Oh, I know who you are now. Mr. Parker told me about you. Parker? The man you very nearly killed in the hall outside your office. Said you fell on him like a ton of bricks. He had no right listening outside my door. Did you really hire him to follow Miss Evans? I did. May I ask why? You shouldn't have to. I thought everybody knew I was anxious to divorce my husband. Miss Evans is just one of the grounds. One? The only one I'll need. You see, Mr. Stanton made the mistake of giving her a necklace. What? Quite an expensive one, in fact. Matched pearls. I see. You seem disappointed. In Mr. Stanton? No, in Miss Evans. You're not a friend of hers, I hope. Are you sure he gave her that necklace, Mrs. Stanton? Well, I believe it was a gift I've never inquired. I don't really care to know how these arrangements are worked out. 
In other words, your husband and Miss Evans... Let's not put it into words, if you don't mind. There'll be enough of that when the case comes up in court. When the case comes up, Mrs. Stanton, you'll have to prove it. And right now, your star witness, Miss Evans, is missing. Oh, not really missing. Unless something's happened to her. What? I don't know. Frankly, I don't really care. I'll go find her sooner or later. Where? Probably at my husband's apartment. Oh. Doesn't he live here? No. Not regularly. Well... After meeting you, Mrs. Stanton, I can't say I blame him. Mr. Stanton in? Yeah, he's in. O'Hara, what are you doing here, Captain? Come on in. I'm waiting for the medical examiner. Oh. Who's dead? Who do you think? Stanton did be all alone. You might have had company. He did. A little earlier. There's a knife in his chest. Who put it there? I don't know. The murderer didn't leave his card. Uh, see the body? He might as well. Where is it? Right over there in the corner. And leave those chocolate-covered almonds alone. The place hasn't been gone over yet. When did all this happen? I don't know yet. I just got here a few minutes ago. And the body was right where it is now? I'm sure it hasn't moved. Hmm. Funny, isn't it? What? How a guy gets stabbed in the chest without putting up any kind of a fight. No sign of a struggle around here. So what? So nothing. I just don't like it, that's all. Why not? Because the usual place for a knife is in the back. The chest, you see it coming. You've got a chance to protect yourself. Not if you trust the person who's coming at you. Unless he's your sweetheart or something like that. Then you don't see the knife until it's too late. What makes you think it's his sweetheart? I don't. I don't even know if the man had one. Well, then stop putting a noose around her neck. Whose noose? What are you driving at? Nothing. Nothing. I just don't like your theory, O'Hara. Well, it's apparent he was killed by somebody he trusted. If it wasn't his sweetheart, then... Will you stop mentioning his sweetheart? Why? Is she a friend of yours or something? Don't be funny. What do you matter? What's feeding you tonight? Your theories. Stanton could have been sitting in that chair when he was killed. The murderer could have moved the body to throw us off the track. I doubt it. The murderer didn't even have time to cover up the one clue that's going to convict him. What's that? A piece of string in the dead man's hand. You see how Stanton's holding on to it? String? Looks more like a strong silk thread. Probably something he tore from the murderer's clothing just before the knife went into his heart. You don't tear a single thread from a person's clothing, O'Hara? Then what is it? I don't know. Let's open his hand and see. Wait a minute. You don't have to open it. I can see something between the fingers. What is it? A pearl. Miss Evans. Miss Evans, if you're in your room, for the love of Mike, open up. Who is it? The fat man. Hello? Yes, open up, will you? Claire, what's wrong? Plenty. I've got to talk to you like a Dutch uncle. Oh, wait a minute. You can't come in here. Shut up. You're in trouble, kid. I'm going to find out just how much. Where did you disappear to when I went after that guy that was following you? I, uh, ran down the stairs. Why? That's what I want to know. Why? To get away from him, of course. I knew you wouldn't let him follow me. Well, I wish I had. Where did you go? Home. That's a lie. I've been calling up here all night. Well, uh, I stopped off for a bite to eat. Where? At Mr. Stanton's apartment? What? 
I don't know what you're talking about. Come on, baby. Tell me the truth. I know half of it now. I want the other half or I'll call in the cops. What have I done that's wrong? Lots of things. Most of them aren't my business. But murder is. Murder? You heard me. Don't stand there looking from one of my eyes to the other. Even a lousy actress can look innocent. She's beautiful enough. Uh, why do you keep saying I'm beautiful? Because you are. If I weren't a man and a half, I'd take you in my arms and... And what? Never mind. Go ahead. Do it. Are you kidding? Do it. I want you to kiss me, darling. My name isn't darling. You never told me what it was. What can I call you? Nothing. Well, you've got to believe me, darling. You've got to trust me. Why? Because I trust you. Will you uh, kiss me now? Yes. Well, you're awfully sweet when you want it, Lincoln. Who gave you that necklace you were wearing? What? Who gave it to you? Why aren't you wearing it now? I just took it off. Where is it? Don't you believe me? Where is it? I want to see it. I've got it. Where? Right here on my dress. Are you satisfied? Not yet. Is this the necklace you were wearing in my office? How many of these trinkets do you think I have? How do I know? There must be more where this came from. Who gave it to you? Mr. Stanton. Why didn't you tell me that before? Because it was none of your business. Well, that's a good answer. Is it my business now? If you want it to be. How do you want it to be, Miss Evans? I want it to be Kathy, not Miss Evans. Okay, Kathy. I'll take your case. Have I got one? You will have. The cops will be swarming all over this place by tomorrow morning. Why? Don't worry. Everything will be all right. You didn't feel that way when you came in. When I came in, I never expected to find this string of pearls. Not in one piece, anyway. You mind if I take them? What for? I thought you trusted me. You still haven't answered my question. I need these pearls to make your alibi stand up, Kathy. Don't forget, I'm working for you, but the police aren't. These pearls were bought here, Mr. Werner? Quite sure. I matched them for Mr. Stanton myself. Uh, no chance of a duplicate set looking exactly like these. Very unlikely. Pearls are almost as individual as people. That's why they're so hard to match. I see. Uh, this is your clasp, of course. Oh, yes, it was made here. And the string? Oh, the string might be anybody's. There's nothing distinctive about a string. But the pearls are distinctive. Quite uh, why did Mr. Stanton rearrange them? You mean they're not in the right order? Oh, the order's correct. But, uh, I only counted 18. What? The big one in the center is missing. Hello. Hello, Kathy. Oh, yes. This is the fat man. Do you want to swing for the murder of Mr. Stanton? No. Then do what I tell you. But I didn't kill him. Then why didn't you tell me you, you knew he was dead, you toothpaste? No. Shut up. I know you were in Stanton's apartment tonight. You had to be, or you wouldn't have had that necklace back. I don't know what you mean. Don't play dumb with me. You picked those pearls up off the floor and swung them together again. 
All except one. What? You stupid little fool. You left the most important one in the dead man's hand. Oh, no. Now, this is your last chance, Kathy. Meet me in my office in 15 minutes or I go to the police. But I... Be there. What are you doing here? Waiting for you. The fat man sent for me. Where is he? He'll be back. He stepped out for a few minutes. Oh. Come on in. Don't be afraid. Well, I... Come on. Uh... The fat man wants me to show you something. What? Look over there on top of the desk. See it? What is it? The pearl. The largest one of a set. And what's it doing here? That's the fat man's business. He just wanted me to show it to you. Recognize it? I, uh, don't know very much about pearls. Then you wouldn't be interested in buying it. Not from you. Who told you it was for sale? The fat man. He offered it to me for... Uh, what's the name? There's a microphone hidden in this bowl of fruit. The fat man must be interested in your reactions. Where do the uh, wires go? Over here, to the window and down the side of the building. He must be listening in another office. He won't listen anymore. Don't do that, you fool. Put that microphone down. Why? Because he'll know you smashed it. Do you want to get... Where's that pearl, Miss Evans? I beg your pardon. That pearl. You took it off the desk while I was at the window. Oh, you're mistaken. I haven't been near the desk. Come on. Give it to me or I'll search you for it. Let go of me. Not until you put that pearl. Ow. Open your hand. No, Open it, I said. The fat man will kill me if you get away with it. Come back here, you little devil. Not on your life. Just a moment, Miss Evans. Mr. Stanton. Yes. I'll take that pearl, please. Uh, look out. She's got a gun. Stay where you are, young lady. No, you can't make me. Stop. <laughs> I told you to stop. You're wanted by the police for the murder of my husband. Get in the cab, Miss Evans. Where are you taking me? Get in. I'll watch you, Mrs. Sanders. Thank you, Mr. Parker. All right, driver. Hurry. Police headquarters. Right. Why don't you start? Gotta wait for the light to change, lady. You gotta wait for me, too. The fat man. Surprise. How do you feel, Kathy? Hi. I'm all right. You better have somebody look at that shoulder. Franklin Hospital, driver. Make it snappy. Okay. Just a moment. We're taking her to police headquarters. With a fresh wound in her shoulder? She needs medical attention. But I Franklin said... Hospital, driver, and don't spare the horses. <laughs> Miss Evans. You mean you're very lucky. Don't you know it's against the law to go around shooting people? I couldn't let her get away with that pearl, could I? Why not? That isn't the one they found in your husband's hand. 
That's just a hunk of paste. But you told us all to come to your office so you could trap the one who tried to steal it. How did you know that? It was obvious. That's no excuse for shooting at him, Mr. Stanton. Oh, I didn't really shoot. I tried to frighten him more than anything else. Well, in any case, I'll have to make a report to the police. Will you come with me, Mrs. Stanton? Certainly. You're a dead pigeon, Kathy. What do you mean? Even a bald-headed jury won't save you in this one. But I didn't kill him. I think you did. What's your vote, Parker? I won't say until I've heard all the facts. But you know all the facts. Didn't you follow her to Stanton's apartment late this afternoon? Yes, I did. Well, how long was she there? About 20 minutes. And she went right to the railroad station as soon as she left his apartment. But I didn't kill him. He was dead when I got there. Then why did you pick up the pearls and string them together again? Because I knew I was being trained. Somebody put that necklace in Mr. Stanton's hand. Hmm, that's a good thing. It's true. I didn't have the pearls when I went to his apartment. What? They were stolen from me this morning. Can you prove that? No. Can you prove it to me, Kathy? I don't know. Look at me. I'm looking. I didn't kill Mr. Stanton. I swear I didn't. It's not good enough, Kathy. I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll help you get out of here. What? I'll give you a head start on the police. Don't be a fool. Mind your own business, Parker. This is my business. If she killed Stanton... Go on. Give her a break, will you? No. I'm just as responsible as you are. You can't make me a party to this. Then turn your back on it. You're crazy. It's a felony to assist a criminal. I'm going to call the police. Get away from that phone. For heaven's sake, use your head. They'll catch her anyway. Get away from that phone, I said. No, don't. I can't run away. You'll only make it look worse. Why, of course. The sooner we call the police, the better. Hello? Hello. Get me the police department, please. Yes, sir. You're not going to make that call, Parker. What? You're not going to make that call if I have to pick up one of these knives and jab it into your ribs. Here, put that down. Put that down, you fool. Now, you see, Parker, even on short notice, a man reaches out for the murderer's hand, the hand with the knife. What? Don't you understand? When a man comes at you with a knife, you reach for his hand, not for his throat. What are you talking about? Stanton. He couldn't have torn those pearls off Kathy's neck. She came at him with a knife. He'd have grabbed for her hand the way you grabbed mine. You mean she was framed? You guessed it. She was framed by a guy who knew every move she made. A guy who knew when he could steal that necklace and plant it in Stanton's hand at the most effective time. Who fits that description, Parker? Who knew every move Kathy made these last three days? Well, why are you looking at me? Because you're it. You wanted Stanton out of the way so you and Mrs. Stanton could get married and live on Stanton's dough. You're no private detective. I found that out five minutes after I met you. Drop that knife and stay where you are. I've got a gun. Look out, Kathy. You may use it. I will if you don't get out of my way. Hello? That phone's open, Parker. You're giving the police your whole confession. What? It's... Oh! Hello? Hello? Take it easy, Captain. I'm bringing in a murderer. <laughs> Just good friends, hmm, Kathy? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, that's right. Hmm. Must have thought an awful lot of his friends to give them pearl necklaces. Well, uh, I know you won't believe it, but he was like that. He once gave a surgeon a brand new car just for operating on his hands. What did uh, you do for the old boy? I went out with him and let him take me to shows and things. Well, here's where I get off. My home already? 
This is it. Night, Kathy. Oh, wait a minute. Am I ever going to see you? I don't know. Why not? Don't you like me? Sure. I like all beautiful women. Trouble is, I fall in love with them. <laughs> and what's wrong with that? Having to fall out? Come on, Kathy. Remember, nobody loves a fat man. If you enjoyed that, please check out the Riley and Kimmy Show for archived podcasts, interviews, old-time radio shows, videos, and photos, all available at RileyandKimmy.com. We're asking for your help right now. The Spacey Awards are looking for the best podcast. You can place your vote for best podcast, and we hope it's the Riley and Kimmy Show. You can vote for us by going to our website, which is RileyandKimmy.com. And our Facebook page, we have a link to that uh, voting process. And remember, it's more than just liking our Facebook page that will get a vote. You have to actually click on... The little bubble. Yes, for our name. Mm -hmm. That's the Riley and Kimmy Show. Please vote for us. We would like to thank you in advance for doing so. And we ask just one thing. Please share that with at least two people who will vote and ask them to pass it on to two more who will vote for us as well. That's the Spacey Awards. And you can find out more how to vote right on our website and our Facebook page. Link to our Facebook page is available right on our website, which is RileyandKimmy.com. The Riley and Kimmy Show. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.